Hello and welcome to Colchester's 2019 Town Plan Audio Experience. For those who could not make it out to our Colchester Planning Commission meetings, we hope to provide you with a brief takeaway of what you missed. At the July 10th meeting, Director of Public Works Brian Osborne talked about transportation and discussed plans for the future with the public. Check it out. When we think about transportation, we think of a lot of different kind of broad goals. Uh, we think of things like public safety, capacity and efficiency, capital preservation, multimodal travel, environmental protection, economic development. And when we pursue these goals, we rely upon a process. And that process begins with sound transportation policy. And where that is formed at the local level is through our legislative body, uh, our select board. Uh, at the regional level, we have uh, transportation policy being created by the Chittenden County Regional Planning Commission. We have statewide municipal policy advocate groups, like, for example, the Vermont Leagues of Cities and Towns. And then, of course, we have our local legislators who work within the legislature as a whole, setting policy at the state level. From that policy flows planning uh, here at the local level. That occurs uh, mostly in the town plan, which you're currently in the process of, of updating. Uh, there are transportation plans that are developed at the regional level, again, through CCRPC, and then, of course, state transportation plans. And then beyond uh, continuing a little bit further down this process, we get into how do we put all these plans into action? And one of the major challenges that we always have is how do we fund them? Uh, so there we're relying upon things like the town's general fund operating budget, voter approved capital programs, uh, voter approved local options taxes. Uh, there are annual state appropriations for municipalities for transportation. And then, of course, there's a whole myriad of state and federal grants in play out there to help uh, implement these transportation plans. And then finally in this process, we get to the fun part, and that is the implementation of all of these things. And we implement these plans through our, uh, through our maintenance operations, through our capital programs. Uh, there is a regional transportation improvement program. And then as well, there is a state transportation improvement program. And so after this process completes itself, it ultimately translates into things that people can readily see, uh, most notably uh, a whole series of projects that have gone through this process and are trying to get at those broad transportation goals that I spoke of early on. And I want to spend a little bit of time just talking about what I think some of the more significant projects are that are currently underway, and they're all at varying levels of development. Uh, but generally, I would say that these projects, for the most part, would likely be completed within a relatively short-term horizon, let's say five years or so, zero to five years. And I'll start with some, some intersection projects that I think are critically important to the town, uh, the Exit 16 interchange project, the Severance Corners intersection project, the Route 2A, Route 7, uh, Bay Road, Creek Road intersection project, which many of us are driving through every day, including myself, uh, and then the Exit 17 interchange project. Uh, these are all major intersections or pinch points, if you will, along the Route 7 corridor through Colchester, which is the main north-south transportation corridor through the community. 
We also have another very important transportation corridor through the community that travels in an east-west direction. This is Severance, Blakely, Prim. In other words, the 127 corridor. In here, there are significant intersection projects underway as well at various stages of development. This includes the Laker Lane, Blakely Road intersection, uh, the Bayside intersection uh, by Bayside Park, the Prim and West Lakeshore Drive intersection. There's a number of multimodal projects that are currently underway. We have the West Lakeshore Drive multi-use path, uh, which uh, goes along West Lakeshore Drive from Prim Road down to uh, Church Road. We have uh, a multi-use path in development and in proceeding on Route 15 through Colchester that'll connect into both Winooski and Essex. These intersection projects that I mentioned, the Severance Corners, the Exit 16, the Route 2A, Route 7, also have significant uh, PED facilities and multimodal facilities built into those intersection projects. There's some corridor projects that are out there. Uh, for example, the Route 2A corridor, this road right out here, uh, Main Street through the village. That is a Cirque Alternatives project. Uh, that one is probably the one on this list that might not be within that five-year time frame, but it's out there. We have a park and ride facility that's nearing completion at exit 16. Uh, and then finally, uh, in about a month, we will proceed with probably the largest paving program this community has ever seen, where we'll be paving total of 16 roads or about 13 miles, about 14% of the transportation system. So altogether, this represents about, over the five-year time horizon, represents about a $48 million investment in the transportation system in Colchester, about $43 million of which has confirmed state and federal funding. So that's a, a, a kind of a whirlwind tour of some of the projects. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I see as some of the significant future challenges. And they may not be the types of challenges that many might normally think about when they think about transportation. Uh, I, th I think when we, when we talk in groups like this and we engage the public, we hear a lot about uh, capacity and level of service and other modes of transportation and expansion of the system, more efficiency of the system. I think the biggest challenge facing our community in transportation is capital preservation. In other words, taking care of what we have. We have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of public infrastructure, all of which needs constant maintenance, repair, and replacement. Not unique to Colchester. This is a nationwide, perhaps global, uh, issue. We have roadways. We have pedestrian networks. We have bridges. We have stormwater infrastructure. Just the stormwater system alone, we estimate we need to spend about $2 million a year for 20 years to address all of our stormwater needs. Uh, the long-term capital needs of things like roadways, bridges, and pedestrian paths are way more than that stormwater example that I just gave. The other major challenge I think we have, which again is probably not one that most people would think about, but we give an awful lot of thought to, is mitigating the environmental impacts of all of this hard infrastructure that we have uh, with our transportation system. It's all impervious surface, it creates runoff, it creates stormwater pollution, and for a community like Colchester that has 27 miles of shoreline, 
and relies so much on the value and importance of the lake, this is a significant issue for us. And one of the things that makes this particularly challenging and important is while things like adding pedestrian facilities or increasing capacity may be things that we desire for purposes of promoting our land use plans or, or for whatever reason, uh, these stormwater issues are not discretionary. Uh, these are mandatory federal permit requirements that the town must do as an MS4 community. A year or so ago, they completed the, um, the uh, Lake Champlain TMDL was completed. It's a, uh, a loading permit relating to phosphorus in Lake Champlain. And under our new federal stormwater permits, we and all the other communities in Chittenden County are required to reduce our phosphorus discharge from the community by almost 20%. That probably doesn't mean a lot you know, to you, but what it means to me is all the surfaces that we have that generate stormwater runoff, we've got to find a way to retrofit those and improve them uh, so that we can demonstrate that we reduced our phosphorus loading to the lake by 20%. We also have um, Another interesting permit that actually runs statewide, it's called the Municipal Roads General Permit. And simply stated, what that permit does is for any roadways that we have that are considered hydraulically connected, which means they in any way drain into a receiving waterway, those roadways all need to be updated to higher standards to protect against a runoff from those roadways into receiving waterways. So these are two regulatory requirements that we have that are aimed at mitigating the effects, the environmental effects of transportation systems here in Colchester and in Vermont. I guess the other, the other challenge that I would think of, which, is, uh, which I think a lot of people are, uh, are in tune to this, they may not see it as a challenge, they may see it more as uh, just a significant need or a desire, is with the abandonment of the Cirque Highway, we've had this Cirque Alternatives process that has created the opportunity to do all these standalone projects that, in theory, if completed, would mimic the benefits that the Cirque would have provided. Uh, and a lot of these projects that I mentioned are, in fact, Cirque Alternatives projects. The one thing that doesn't come with that is some type of a bypass road in Mallets Bay. I still feel that's critically important for Colchester from a variety of different reasons. Uh, from a public safety standpoint, achieving the orderly development of the bay in a manner in which the I think the community wants to see it. So we are working toward that. That's, you know, these other projects that I've talked about are all challenging, but they're all in development. They're all proceeding toward being done. The bypass of the bay is not among that list. Uh, that is going to be a difficult nut to crack. Uh, most of the the idea would be is to use the old Cirque Highway right-of-way. The vast majority of that right-of-way was never acquired by VTran to build the Cirque Highway, so it all remains private land. Fortunately, it's a small number of property holders, but that'll be a major task for the community going forward, uh, but I think one that's worthy of pursuit. So, um, so I have looked at the town plan um, and the transportation section. I've offered um, uh, some edits to uh, Sarah and Sean. Uh, I've taken a look at the, the list of policies and goals. I, th I think you're 
I think you're right on with those. I don't, I don't know that I would change a whole lot. I think they're pretty uh, inclusive of everything, and I think they have things pretty well covered. Uh, so I don't know that I'd make any significant suggestions there. Um, most of the comments that I provided for the written section were mostly updating outdated content, things of that nature. But other than that, I thought the, the goals and policies look pretty good. So that's it for now. We encourage you to share this podcast with your neighbors and on various social networks. For more information on the town plan and meeting dates, check out Colchester's 2019 town plan website at tinyurl.com slash 2019 town plan. And sign up for our Thoughts on Thursday email service to receive additional content and surveys to help shape our community. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you at a meeting soon. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Lake Champlain Access Television. Find out more at lcatv.org.